Agent Puka, <laughs> undercover narc. I've seen her with the catnip. She's no narc. Well, she has to play the role. She has to go deep. She's deep undercover. She has to use a little bit so that she can get really in with the family. Well, you know how to find out. You uh, ask her if she's a cop because they have to tell you. Puka, are you a cop? Puka. Oh, God, Puka, please tell me if you're a cop. She's ignoring you. Oh, God. Let's get trivial, trivial. I want to get trivial. Let's get into trivia. Let me hear knowledge talk. Hear knowledge talk. Let me hear knowledge talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. Hi, Monica. Hi, Paul. It's episode 39, Monica. 39? 39. How uh, exciting. For the next one, do we buy a bunch of black balloons? and and uh, Or is that 50? The over the hill? The over the hill thing. I don't know. I guess as people live longer, the hill moves. <laughs> oh, God. That's scary, the hill moving. <laughs> it's moving the right way. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, for my 40th, there were no black balloons. There was no tears. It pretty much felt like every other birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're, we're I, I think we're past the 40 being a big hill anymore. You wouldn't know. And not there yet. Not there yet. We'll, we'll. We'll see how you feel when you get there. I told you, 36 and it's done. Yeah, yeah. And now if now if somehow you survive. <laughs> and I, and, so, in and, some magical and way. I, and I hope you do. <laughs> but if somehow you survive, uh, are you just going to stay at... You're going to do like the Jack Benny thing where he just was 39 for the rest of his life? No way. That's how he, that's how he worked it. I will never lie about my age. Really? Yeah. What will you lie about? Everything else. Right on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of lies, uh, we have a great show today, but none of it will be true. So don't use any of this on your quiz this week. We're just going to make everything up we're talking about today. What? Yeah. Didn't you get that memo? We're just making (laughs) the whole thing up? Okay. Well, then I I guess. I thought we were going to do that in April. All right. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Shh. Ixnay on the April Ool's Fay. Uh, we did get a, a, a email from one of our players. Oh, yeah. I haven't yeah. read this yet. Yeah. This is a, a what I think she's called before a Poe Buddies Nerfect moment. Oh, the, uh, mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. Poe Buddies Nerfect. <laughs> I am going to come up with a theme song for that at some point. <laughs> I'll surprise that with you. Uh, I'll surprise that on you at some point. Uh, this is from Kendra Carlson. I won't read her email address on the uh, on the air, but thank you, Kendra, for writing in. And her subject line is just says "bull." Uh, it says, "Hey, uh, just wanted to let y'all know that taurine in Red Bull doesn't come from bull bile. Bull bile contains taurine, so does human bile. It exists naturally in the bodies of animals. The stuff that is added to Red Bull is created synthetically in the lab." I call shenanigans on your quiz questions. Also. Quiz questions. Yeah. Just the one. Uh, And then she says, uh, uh, I'll continue to do trivia at Crown Bar every Tuesday because Paul is pretty funny. So that was very nice. Uh, So it was all in good good time. And I looked it up and she is right. uh, About 0.1% 
of human bile is taurine. So, mm. so I was wrong. Uh, it's actually human bile that's in Red Bull. We're going to start <laughs> that rumor right now. So thanks for clearing that up. Enjoy your human bile and vodka drinks at the bar. I like that she was able to call bull. Yeah, yeah. I think she was very happy about that. It's a good touch. It's like, not only did you get something wrong, it's it, it's using a word that I can use. In the t- it's perfect. So I just love it when people... I love getting corrected. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but when it does, see, then I learned something and I didn't have to research it. Somebody else did it for me. So that makes me happy. Except when you have to research if their correction is correct. I usually assume <laughs> that by the time they've written in, if, they, if they're going to bother writing in, yeah. they probably have done a little bit of research on their own. See, I wish that people went that route instead of just yelling at me yeah. as I'm reading the answer. <laughs> Challenge! <laughs> but usually they come up to me after and like, show it to me on their phone yeah and it's like okay <laughs> just so you know but sometimes i'm still like no yeah that wasn't what i had on the screen so no <laughs> it really depends on my mood yeah you know that is that is very true if you're gonna if you're gonna approach a quiz master of any kind uh a host and claim that their answer is wrong be nice about it. Yeah. We write a lot of questions over the week, and sometimes we just get things wrong, and it's not purposeful. We, well, uh, obviously, it's not purposeful, right? Um, we're not uh, we're not trying to stick a little fake fact in there just to screw you up. We uh, we don't make things up. No, not we accidentally get things that other people have made up. <laughs> that is true. That is true. One of these days, like the golden bear thing. Well, yeah, the golden bear thing. Well, and I have we talked about Fred Worth? Have we talked about oh, the this? guy with the book? Yeah, we talked about it, but it was not on the podcast. So, just very briefly, uh, there's a guy named Fred Worth out there, and he wrote trivia books in the '70s. And uh, I remember these books because I was a trivia kid, and I read all these things. And he was kind of the first guy to write trivia books, um, and he stuck a fake fact in his books uh, in order to try to catch people if they copied his stuff that they would he would find this they would find this fake fact I guess map makers used to do this they used to put fake lakes in their maps and then if something showed up on another map then the guy would know that oh you just copied my map so he stuck in the uh, fake fact that Columbo uh, had a first name and his first name was Philip and that's just not true but back in those days, no VCRs, no DVRs, no way of knowing. The He just stated it, and that was it. Yeah. So years later, Trivial Pursuit comes out, and they had used his book as research. And uh, they had put in the question, what is Columbo's first name? Answer, Philip. And Fredworth went, ah, you stole my shit. So he sued them for a whole bunch of money, like $300 million. And they threw it out of court because the guys in Trivia Pursuit said, yeah, of course we used your book. Your book is called The Trivia Encyclopedia. It is a research book. It is a reference book. Of course we used it. We also used dictionaries. We also used other encyclopedias. 
the fact that you put in something wrong isn't our fault. Yeah. You know, and by the way, you can't copyright a fact. No. So, so Fred Worth went, went bye-bye. Actually, he didn't. He kept writing books, but I think he was pretty sad that he didn't get his $300 million. I think he had been trying to, if I remember reading correctly, he had been trying to market a board game trivia thing and never got it off the ground. And then Trivia Pursuit came along and made tons of money. So maybe a little professional jealousy there as well. But that is the story, briefly, of Fred Worth. And the fact that it has a Columbo trivia thing in it is I one know. of my favorite things it's in the, the world. The fake fact was a Columbo that fact. That just makes me. Now, there are people who say that they've like done a, a, a screenshot in one of the episodes, and it looks like on his badge it says Frank Columbo. But the, uh, the creators of the show said they never had a first name. Right. And a lot of times he'll say his first name is Lieutenant. Yeah. yeah. I've heard him say that a couple of times. Yeah. By the way, everybody just watch Columbo. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get started. All right. All right. Here we go. Let me hear your knowledge talk. Your knowledge talk. Let me hear your knowledge talk. Now it is time for the lightning round. This is where Monica and I test each other's knowledge on things that uh, maybe they know something about, maybe we don't. I don't know. What is your subject for me this week? Your subject? Oh, my God. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. (laughs) That was previewed by a shrugging of the shoulders and a broad smile like, maybe you're going to hit me? Well, I don't think you know much about this. I don't really know much about this, oh, but this I've been be watching a lot of hockey. Oh, we're so going to have gonna, a hockey round. Yeah, it's a hockey round. By the way, we I was told that we had to get done at by a certain hour today because the uh, Montreal Canadiens are going to be playing. How are those <laughs> Canadians doing, by the way? They're doing really good, actually. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're so happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I picked a team based solely on their name. Right. And, like, their mascot. Like, dumb stuff a team that i knew nothing about sure and then the preseason it's like really shitty yeah and then like the first few games they lost pretty badly and i was like i was like i'm sticking by them no matter what and i've liked losing teams before yeah but i was like kind of bummed about it but now they've like started actually winning games and it's very exciting oh good and i'm learning about hockey and and now you're going to pass that knowledge on to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Uh, so I wrote you around today that your answers will either be wear it, eat it, or play it. Okay. These are either articles of clothing, foodstuffs, or musical instruments. This is kind of a uh, balderdash for you. Okay. So are you uh, are you ready to go? I'm ready. All right, here we go with the lightning round. Question number one for you, Hakarl. That is H-A-K-A-R-L. Do you wear it, eat it, or play it? Yeah. I want to say play. 
you'd want to, but that'd be gross if you did. You actually, well, it's you gross. Eat it's it. gross either way. If you eat it, mm-hmm. hot carl is a is a rotting shark carcass. That is a delicacy in Iceland, and Anthony Bourdain described it as the worst thing he's ever eaten. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like they bury it in the ground and let it ferment, and then it's very, very fishy when they pull it out. So, hot Carl, everybody. It kind of sounds like hot Carl. <laughs> it's the, the rap name of uh, Jensen Carp, and also I think a sandwich is a hot Carl. It, you know what it sounds like to me is something that you would not want to look up on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't uh, don't Google hot Carl. No. All right. Question number one for you. Yes. On November twenty eighth, nineteen seventy nine, Billy Smith became the first goaltender in NHL history to be credited with what? Goaltender uh, with scoring a goal. Yep. All right, good. I almost made that more difficult than it had to be. A goalie scored a goalie. I mean, a goal. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if you're watching hockey out at the sports bar and they score a goal and you're like, "Yeah, goalie! <laughs> you're so good at skating and things." That really does sound like something I would say. Yay, goalie goal! Question number two. Sir Stroming, S-U-R-S-T-R-O-M-M-I-N-G. Do you wear it, eat it, or play it? Man, these are really tough. Yeah. Mm, I think it's play. That's another eat it. Uh, (laughs) Baltic Sea herring fermented and brined. What's with all this gross fish food? What are you doing? Surviving, I think is what they're doing. All right. Are all of these questions going to be gross fish foods? Yes, even the musical instruments will be gross fish foods. Number two. In 1970, Bobby Orr was the first hockey player to receive what honor from Sports Illustrated? Do they call that uh, Sportsman of the Year? They do. All right. Way to go, Bobby Hull. Bobby Hull is one of those names. If I'm, if I'm, Bobby asked, or. or so, there's there's a few hockey names that I know. When I won't pre-guess them right now, but maybe at the end of this round, I'll say there's about four or five that you should know if you're not a uh, hockey fan. There's no other. There's no other uh, player names, so you can name them. Okay, so uh, Bobby Orr, Bobby Hull, Gordy Howe, who was very old and, and played in way, way, way into his forties. Wayne Gretzky, the great one, uh, Mario Lemieux, and those are kind of the classic names that you should know. I and mean, there's probably a hockey fan out there listening right now, going, "You forgot." But those you are kind of the big know ones. More than me. Yeah, but those are the names that, like, if somebody said, "What hockey player?" Blank, blank, blank. Yeah. Those are the. That's my. That's the rolodex of names that I would scroll through to try to find the right answer. All right, question number three for you. You're going to get one of these. Fustanella. F-U-S-T-A-N-E-L-L-A. Fustanella. Do you wear it, eat it, or play it? Now that sounds like an eat to me. But the first two were eats. Oh, now we're working through strategy. I don't think you would make three eats in a row. Okay. 
with only five questions. <laughs> <laughs> the Balderdash conundrum. <laughs> I'm gonna play again. Now this is you wear it. <laughs> this is what you wear it. This is a, a Balkan uh, kind of kilt. It's a kilt. It's the fustanella. Okay, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot of things. Yes, I need to focus on that. <laughs> yes, stay positive. That's all. That's all we ask. Stay positive. Okay, number three. It was the New York Rangers coach in 1940. Who first pulled what innovating move to give the offense an extra advantage? Hmm. Is that where you pull the goalie and let them play offense? Yeah, right that's on. it. Right on. Is there a name for that other than pull the goalie? Uh, when it happens on the screen, it says empty goal. Oh, okay. Empty net, empty goal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So then a goalie could score a goalie. At that point. Yeah. And then you would just be like, you would just die of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> a goalie smoked the goalie. I feel like that might be how they have done it. Maybe. Because otherwise, they'd score a goal all the way back from the goal. Yeah. But I think it's only happened like a, maybe a dozen times. Well, it's a very desperate move because you must be down a lot of points. And well, I mean scoring, out. the goalie scoring. Yeah, it must be one of those very fluky things of just like, yeah. yeah. But the empty net thing happens, I think, quite a bit. Because it is like at the end of a game, like you're at the end of the third and you're yeah. down by like one or two. And you've got to do something. Yeah. Uh, all right, question number four. Here we go. Yebahar. Y-A-Y-B-A-H-A-R. Yebahar. Wear it, eat it, play it. Ugh, I don't recognize any of these words. You're making this up. This is a whole podcast of you making stuff up. Oh, I've been gaslighting <laughs> you the whole time. And finally. <laughs> not just this one, not yeah. just this episode, like forever. No, yeah, since uh, since since the first. Yebahar. Yebahar. Is it play? It is play. It is a Turkish acoustic instrument. I almost strayed and said where, and then I would have been so mad. <laughs> it's a fascinating instrument. It's like these two drums these two round drums and then there's cables sticking out and then they come kind of to a point and then you on the drums you brush the drums with a stick and it makes this wow 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 sort of sound yeah. it's pretty cool uh yebahar so yeah that you got the one amazing. yeah they're pretty cool all right yay bahar <laughs> <laughs> number 4 in 1952, during the Red Wings Stanley Cup playoff, two fishmonger brothers threw what animal onto the ice? Now considered to be a good luck charm because the Red Wings swept the series. That is the octopus on the ice. Oh my ice. god, you knew that? Oh yeah, yeah. I just read that. Oh yeah, yeah. A little octopus on the ice. Do you know why it was an octopus? So, if I remember correctly, it's the 
the tentacles equal the number of games they would have to win to win the cup. Yeah, because it was back when there was only the 16. Right, So right. you needed eight wins. Eight wins, yeah. I read one where they threw, like, this giant, like, 50-pound octopus out there. Wow. And they stuck it on the front of the Zamboni. <laughs> That doesn't seem right at all. That's cruel and unusual punishment. It's unconstitutional for, it for the octopus. It is kind of messed up, but me and I like that weirdness. <laughs> all right, here's your last one, and I feel good about this one. Yeah? Yeah. Holofonor. H-O-L-O-P-H-O-N-O-R. That might be holofonor. It's holophoner. Holophoner. And you play it. You play it. <laughs> and tell us why you know that. Because it's in Futurama. <laughs> and not only is it in Futurama, somebody made one. How? So I don't know, and I haven't seen it in in uh, in uh, use, but there is a model out there. Somebody made the, is it a holophoner? Holophoner. Holophoner. Yeah, they made one, uh, a real one. And then according to what I read, and you can... Uh, correct me it makes holograms but only if you play it well is that correct yeah so if you play it badly it's like another instrument where it sounds bad but also like the images are shitty okay so it's this whole episode where like fry gets these worms okay. from an egg salad sandwich at a truck stop bathroom. Sure, we all, we've all been there. <laughs> and the worms actually like improve him. They like make him stronger and smarter. Okay. And because he's stronger and smarter, uh, it makes Leela like him and fall in love with him. And she like he plays the holophoner and. She loves it, and then uh, he finds out that he has worms. And he goes in there, and he makes him leave. And then he turns back into a dope again. Mm -hmm. And was like, what happened to you? And he's like, I got rid of the worms. I had to know if he loved me or the worms. It was the worms. It was the worms. (laughs) (laughs) It's always the worms. There's another episode where he gets the devil, the robot devil's hands, so he can play the instrument again. Okay. Without actually being super smart and army. Yeah. Well, if there is a video of, the, of this thing actually working, I'll send it to you, and we'll include it in the show notes. Yeah, I don't see how it could be a real thing. Yeah, yeah. But they made the model of it. It's like it almost looks like a long like oh, clarinet with a round kind of yeah. round bulb end on it. I could see somebody making a model of it. Yeah. But not one that actually works. I wonder if it actually would play something. It looked like they had built the valves and things that we would need to actually make have it make sound. Oh yeah. So but I mean not to make a hologram, but uh, but then who knows? People are uh, smart and inventive out there, so Alright, give me my last one. Last one. Which NHL team has won Stanley Cup the most times? Wow. Oh, man. Mm-mm-mm. Well, this will be a pure guess, but I am going to say the Detroit Red Wings. Nope. It's the Montreal oh. Canadiens. Oh. <laughs> 
have won it 24 times. Wow. More than twice of any other team. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is why you love them so much. <laughs> well, I didn't know that when I it's picked them. It's not just because of their mascot. <laughs> What's their mascot's name again? Yuppie. Yuppie. I just want to hear you say that. <laughs> All right. You got two correct. Yeah. You got all five. No, I missed the last one. Oh, you missed the last one. Yeah, you got all four. <laughs> of the ones I got right, I got four. <laughs> all the ones you got right, you got all of them. <laughs> That's true. I'm 100% on the things I got right. Aren't we all? Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, that was fun. All right. Thanks uh, Thanks for listening. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> that the end? Yeah, I'm going out on a win. Now, everybody, that was, uh, that was lightning round. All right, everybody, it's time for game prep. We're going to get you prepped for this week's quizzes. Yes, we are. Some of this stuff is going to end up in your quiz basket. So get ready for it. Oh, I have a question for you. Oh, please ask it. <laughs> Do you want to go first or second? Oh, I never thought you would ask. <laughs> I will go second. All right. November 13th, 1851. The Denny Party lands at Alki Point. Because the tides at Alki were too strong, they moved their community across Elliott Bay and started building what is now called Seattle. Hey, Seattle, everybody. I've been there. Yeah. Many Seattle street names... Denny, Boren, Bell, and Terry are named after members of this party. Yeah, as well as the one of the uh, rivals of Denny that was over there, uh, Doc Maynard. And they kind of both built different things that became Seattle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that happened, uh, that happened today in history. That's so, why all the streets come to these weird, like... Five point intersections. Yeah, especially down in Pioneer Square. It's like I'm building this grid. Well, I'm going to build this other <laughs> grid over here that's facing a different way. You guys, stop fighting! <laughs> You're tearing this city <laughs> apart. <laughs> November thirteenth, nineteen forty. Walt Disney's Fantasia is released. And it's made as a comeback movie for Mickey Mouse, whose popularity at that point had taken a dip. The seven symphonic portions of the movie are performed by the Philadelphia Orchestra, led by conductor Leopold hmm, Leopold Stokowski. Stokowski? Stokowski. That sounds right. I'll say it. And he (laughs) got top billing on the movie's poster. Yeah, I guess he was a big deal at that point. Have you seen Fantasia? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I haven't seen the 2001. Have you seen that? I didn't see that either. I heard it wasn't as good. Yeah, I think when you try to recreate something that that was that. I remember seeing when I saw Fantasia as a kid was just... Because I grew up in a family of people who played in symphony orchestras. So I'd heard the music before. Yeah. And then to see all the visual stuff that went along with that, especially the Mickey Mouse one with the Sorcerer's Apprentice and Mm -hmm. the broomsticks and all that sort of stuff was just kind of a freak out. 
I I was a kid and I wanted to watch it. I remember like my aunt or somebody being like, oh, I don't know if you'll even like it. Yeah. But it was like the most magical, amazing thing I'd ever seen. I don't know if Disney has done much better than that, the, especially in that early era. The one where there's like dancing mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Want that in my life right now, but we're not on the right drugs. <laughs> Yet. The dancing mushrooms. <laughs> okay, November 14th, 1916. Happy birthday, Sherwood Schwartz. Hey, Sherwood. Happy birthday. The creator of such shows as Gilligan's Island and The Brady Bunch. Not only did he create and write on the shows, he also composed their iconic theme songs. Yeah, he was a he was a triple threat. Created the shows, produced them, wrote the scripts, and wrote the theme songs. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Those are kind of the two shows. He yeah. had a bunch of other things that he did, but those are the two that really remember. Although those are that's pretty good. I mean, for two shows that didn't last very long, they, neither one were on the, the air for more than three seasons. Oh, really? Yeah, but then the syndication on them, I mean, it was every day after school for me. I've only seen, like, one episode of each. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. This is huge, like, my era coming home from uh, elementary school and Gilligan's Island or the Brady Bunch were on some channel somewhere. Heavy syndication. Yeah. I actually made uh, the (laughs) error of seeing four-hour tour. Oh yeah, <laughs> three-hour three hour tour. tour. Did somebody correct you? Oh yeah, um, I got very much corrected. Um, it's it was only three hours, guys. Luckily, it was a private conversation. Okay, it wasn't so on a microphone. It was not on a microphone. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Were you testing it out on somebody, and they're like, uh, "You probably shouldn't say four hours." I made, hour too long. I made a joke. I made a joke, and I said four-hour tour. And I guess the joke worked because I got laughed at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> joke successful. <laughs> November 15th, 1791. Georgetown University, the country's first Catholic college, opens its doors in Washington, D.C. Its sports mascot is the Hoya. And the Hoya isn't a thing. A Hoya comes from the Latin phrase Hoya Saxa, Meaning, what rocks? How weird. So that was a chant they would say to their team. What rocks? Meaning, like, what a what a sturdy bunch of fellows. What a what a great oh. what a great yeah. Not like, hey, what rocks? Well, I was wondering. <laughs> hey, hey, in your music collection, tell me. Seventeen ninety one. Yeah. So yeah, they've it's been an ongoing thing. It's like, what exactly is a Hoya? Because they just called themselves the Hoyas, uh, and it's not a thing. Huh. Yeah. It's it's a nice word. It's a Hoya. 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 November sixteenth, nineteen o seven. Oklahoma is admitted as the forty sixth state. The name Oklahoma is Choctaw for red people. That's right. Yeah, even the Choctaw, a little bit racist. (laughs) 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 They're like, oh, yeah, no, just don't be, you don't have to, like, red, we we don't have to go there. Have you been to Oklahoma? No. 
Neither am I. It's I think that's fine. <laughs> you'll 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 be okay. You'll be okay. Yeah, I'm I'll good. Live. I'm all good. I'm all set. November sixteenth, nineteen ninety, Millie Vanilli are stripped of their Best New Artist Grammy Award they'd won in February after it's revealed they didn't sing on their debut album. Girl, you know it's true. Ooh, 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 I love you. Is that what they say? That's what they sang. Okay. They also sang, blame it on the rain. Oh, yeah, that was a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So the funny thing to me is that all this was really revealed in 1989. It was like the year before that that they did the thing where the on, oh, the, on thing the MTV, skipped. yeah, where the where the backing track skipped and they yeah. danced along and stuff like that. And there had already been an article by one of the guys who was like, "Hey, no, I was the singer on the Millie Vanilli album." Yeah. And then the Grammy Awards still gave them Best New Artist after all that had been revealed. And then it wasn't until there was from a bunch of lawsuits, people sued them. As like fraud. Like people that, which people? Well, people in the industry and people who bought the records. They mm. were like, they were like, and to a certain extent, I get it, kind of. But who, you know, did you sue the Archies? You know, they didn't play on any of their records because they were cartoon characters. <laughs> but they were okay. Everybody was all right with that. Well, I don't think there was any like. Nobody lied. Yeah. Like, everybody knew they were cartoons. Right. Well, and I also think the two guys in Millie Vanilli kind of presented themselves. I mean, at one point, they were comparing themselves to Elvis and to Mick Jagger and to Bob <laughs> Dylan. Really? Oh, yeah. They kind of went overboard. Oh, man. So, I think there was a little bit of uh, sweet revenge when people started, like, you know. Like, you don't even you, do anything. Yeah. You didn't. Yeah. You didn't do anything on the record. So it's kind of a sad story because one of them committed suicide and or oh overdosed. I didn't know. That. Oh yeah, he OD'd. Uh, oh man. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a. I mean to be honest, if that story. happened to me, that's probably where I would end up dancing mushrooms all night long, <laughs> just <laughs> just until they carried you away. Dancing <laughs> mushrooms. Worth the dancing mushrooms. November 17th, 1973. In a televised Q&A in Orlando, President Nixon first uses the phrase, I am not a crook. Well done. Thank you. Not about the Watergate break-in scandal, but about allegations that the dairy industry had made illegal contributions to his campaign. He had a couple scandals going. It's, uh, it's People forget that there was another thing going on. At the at the same time, the Watergate scandal was going on, but yeah, the uh, milk the milk people Milkgate the Milkgate <laughs> were coming after him. Yeah, apparently he had gotten some illegal contributions uh, from Big Milk. Oh, yeah, you don't want to piss off Big Man, Milk. Man, I really miss those old school scandals. Yeah, yeah, good times. Some, some just some old dairy farmers just kicking him a few extra bucks. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, just put a good word in for a 2%. Just come on. <laughs> half and half. You know, the Watergate thing. There's mm-hmm. <laughs> this show where there's a sketch and he's like, he calls it Watergate Gate. Oh, yeah. And he's like, no, it's just Watergate. And he's like, well, what if there's a scandal about water? What would you call it? <laughs> <laughs> 
It is funny how the gate <laughs> suffix now has become yeah. the scandal. The scandal suffix. I like it. Yeah. So yeah, it's not Watergate. It's Watergate gate. Watergate gate. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that was a flawless Nixon impression you did earlier. That was nice. I know. I'm yeah, really yeah. good at impressions, can, um, especially of old men. Can, can we? Uh, can we speak to to Mr. Nixon <laughs> no. right now? Can we? Are you there, Mr. Nixon? <laughs> no. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> I already did it. I was going to give some inside the actor studio moment with you. <laughs> I wonder if we could talk to Mr. Nixon right now. <laughs> oh, well, we'll get there at some point. All right, last one. I just need some dancing mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> November 17th, 1978. The Star Wars Holiday Special airs on CBS, starring Mark Hamill. Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Art Carney, Harvey Corman, and B. Arthur, as well as a music video by Jefferson Starship, because I think they picked them because they had the word Starship in their name. <laughs> this is the one that George Lucas has pretty much disavowed. Any, even though his name's on it and he yeah. okayed it and everything, he's like, if I if I ever find it, I'll smash it with hammers. Yeah, he, just, he wanted to like destroy every copy, and it disappears and then it reappears. Like right now, it's on YouTube again. I and then, haven't watched the whole thing, but I've seen one scene with the like the uh, Wookiee family or yeah. something, yeah. and it was just bizarre it's yeah it's like uh they have to get home for a hol a life day i think is the holiday and uh it's it's bad and <laughs> carrie fisher god god bless and god love carrie fisher but she looks completely out of things oh i bet she was yeah to do that how many dancing mushrooms do you need <laughs> to, put the, to put the little uh you know the little uh buns on your hair and and uh, sing love songs to uh, uh, a Wookiee. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think I'll drop in her singing the the lyric the lyrics to the Star Wars theme. She sings a song at the very end of it that's called the Life Day, like a Life Day song, mm-hmm. but it's basically the the Star Wars theme with lyrics. Oh, that's nice. I'll put that here. Okay. All right, everybody. That's game prep. All right, it's time to do our audio round challenge. Our audio round challenge a little different this week. We are doing a TV theme song challenge. Uh, how did you pick your songs? What did you have a criteria, or did you just one of them? I really like the song. Okay. Two of them, I really like the shows. All right. One of them, I got the idea from somebody else. I've never even seen the show. Okay. And the last one I chose to stump you. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I picked yours are all instrumentals. So there's no singing in any of yours. Oh, some of yours are too. Okay, good. Not all of them. So we'll see. And I've got some extras in case we have some overlap too. <laughs> okay. So uh, would you like to go first <laughs> or would you like to go second? Uh, I'll go first. All right. Here we go with the audio round. Challenge.
think I mean, this is very much a guess. Is that the Venture Brothers? It is. Oh, very nice. That is a show that I am woefully unfamiliar with. Oh, it's so good. I've watched a few episodes, liked the episodes that I've seen, but have not committed time to watching a lot of them. So, like, it's either like the third or fourth season where there's like a lot of character development stuff that happens and like mm. characters change and it just gets. So good. I'm more into the later seasons than the earlier ones, but I love all of it. That's that theme sounds enough like the Johnny Quest theme. That's why which is, is one of my <laughs> favorite TV theme songs, and I didn't include it in yours. But uh, but <laughs> oh, I'm glad. Go and if you're not familiar with the original Johnny Quest theme, it is a hot piece of music. Yeah, it's great stuff. Um, all right, here is your first one. song i don't think it's a show that i ever watched it's not like a game show is it it isn't okay i don't know is it like chips no that is hawaii Five O. that's the other one <laughs> i imagine that those shows are the same hawaii Five O and chips yeah okay <laughs> because I've never seen either of them. Okay. And they both have like this, I don't know, like, is Chips in California? Chips in California. So it's both like sunny and, sure. you know. Yeah, the theme songs are very different, but I, oh. I, I, I see where you're I see where you're coming from. <laughs> I don't I, know. I have no idea they what you're They just match about. up in my head for okay. some reason. All right. Man, that was actually going to be my second guess. Always go with the second guess. Yes, that's what we've learned. <laughs> Always second guess yourself. Here's your next one. All right. It's jungle out there. Disorder and confusion everywhere. No one seems to care. Well, I do take food in charge here. It's jungle out there. That is Monk. Yeah, I've never seen that show. That's a good show. Especially the early early seasons of it are are very yeah. fun. It gets a little too because he's like the savant crime fighter who's also a germaphobe mm-hmm. uh, and can't handle life. Yeah, but uh, but there's some good there's very good episodes about it, and it's kind of like in that uh, in a you know good mystery show where you have to unravel the whole thing, and he oh, does a I good like job. Yeah, like he's that. he's good at that. Those are up. I think those are on. They're on something. I think they might be on Netflix, but yeah, definitely worth checking out, especially the first couple I of seasons. I will do that. Yeah. All right, here is your second one. <laughs> well, same decade. Yeah, the yeah. decade where I did not watch because you weren't alive. Shows they all just sound like songs where there would be like a '60s go-go dancer with a pixie cut. Oh God, I hope so. 
one one can only hope. <laughs> I mean, that's what's going on in my mind right now. <laughs> Me too now. <laughs> I don't know. It is the Munsters. Oh. I didn't know that was their song. Yeah, another pretty hot uh, hot song. It's weird. It is a weird one. <laughs> but yeah, that is the Munsters. All right. Sorry. No, you don't have to be sorry. I am anyway. You're going to be sorry during your last one. <laughs> You're going to be so sorry. I feel, I feel sorry already. All right, ready for number three? I am. All right, this is a show that I don't know. Uh, I'm assuming it's animated show because it sounds like it. I'm going to make a blind guess and say Rick and Morty. No. Okay. It's the X-Men. Oh, I've never watched that. Oh, really? Yeah. This is where our age, is, our age differential show. I've never watched that. Was that was definitely a Saturday morning thing for me. Yeah. I've had people ask me to do rounds on the X-Men cartoons, mm-hmm. and it's like, I don't even know what I would do, because I'd never watched the show, wasn't familiar with it, and they're yeah. like, oh. it's like, yes, you're way younger than I am. I did. Well, I watched I a roundabout, I mean, I wrote a roundabout Grey's Anatomy, and I've never seen it. That's true. That's true. How long was that show around? Was that it, a 90s show, or is oh, it still going? The X-Men? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I stopped watching it because I got older, I guess. And the character development didn't uh, didn't move you. Well, honestly, the best part about it is that song. <laughs> fair, <laughs> I'm fair actually enough. not super into comic book stuff. Yeah. Uh, I never read comic books or anything, but but we love everybody out there who is. Oh, it's fine. Oh, yeah, like whatever great. you want to like, even if it's super dumb. <laughs> That, that voice you heard was Monica. Her email address is... Mm, Quizfix. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Find her on Twitter, everybody. All right, here's your next one. One. Finally, one that I know. That's Game of Thrones. That is Game of Thrones. Now, that is a show I have never watched. I waited a long time to watch that show. Yeah. I'm going to wait a little longer. Go ahead. Yeah. And there's definitely good things about it. Yeah. I would say uh, that is another show where that song is the best thing about it. Yeah. That's a good song. It's a good theme song. It's super catchy and sounds nice. I like it when uh, string quartets play that, like, I don't know, at an art gallery opening or sure, something. Sure, sure, wedding. <laughs> a red wedding. Yeah, You've never you, seen the show, but you know what the red wedding is. This is this happens with trivia stuff, is that so, I've never seen things, but yeah. I know the things about them. Yeah. So, yeah. I've had to write Game of Thrones rounds before, and it's like, how can I write this without ever watching the show? And luckily, there's lots of information out there that mm-hmm. you can just 
The internet just the greatest. It is the greatest. <laughs> How did people do this job before the internet? They stole questions from that guy's book. Yeah, Fred Worth, we used you up <laughs> and we threw you away. <laughs> you get nothing. <laughs> you get nothing and like it. <laughs> okay, next for you. Mm-hmm. That is the uh, great band Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet doing the theme song from The Kids in the Hall. Yeah, you only get one point for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was, that was, that's a very definitive uh, theme song from my childhood. My teens, I guess, would be, and early 20s. Me too. Yeah, yeah. That was one that I listened to quite a bit. Um, in fact, I think at one point I was in a band that covered that song. Just oh, we really? loved the show so much. We learned how to play it. It's a good um, song, too. Yeah, and a great show. If you're not familiar with Kids in the Hall, go out and find the episodes. It's a pretty amazing sketch comedy show. From weird Canadians. Weird, weird Canadian humor. I love it. All right, here is your next one. I will say this, it's harder to find good theme songs anymore because so many shows now don't even have a theme song. So they don't. my they don't. I mean, it's starting to kind of come back, but most shows don't have they'll just especially network shows, they just start and there's maybe like a couple bars of something and then it just kind of goes away. Hmm. So, it's uh, so, so a lot of my stuff is a little bit older, but anyway, uh any ideas on that one? I think that's ER. That is ER. Oh, well good. done. I did it. Very well done. All right, I'm still gonna lose though. All right, we done? <laughs> is this the is this the hard one? This is the stumper. Okay, I'm ready. So for... if you can get this, you win like probably the whole podcast ever. Oh wow! I, this is this is for the whole podcast. <laughs> Lots on stake. Okay, here we go. <laughs> that is a stumper. All right, another animated show for sure. Um, is it Cat Dog? No. Oh, it's Doug. Oh, that was in my arsenal of guesses. There, yeah. I picked the wrong one. You were going the right direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, Doug, that show actually had like a lot. Of music stuff in it. Mm-hmm. They had this band that, like, the kids in the show loved, and they're called the Beats. I've seen that. And they have a bunch of songs, and like Doug sings a bunch of songs. It's great. Yeah, I loved that show. Oh, I almost picked that one too. Right on. Oh, we're not keeping score. 
I, I know just realized. What this, well, we only have to keep track of if we got it right or wrong. Yeah. So you got two, three. All right. So you've gotten two. So if you get this one, we've tied. Oh, man. Not, not to give you any pressure here. Pressure. Here we go. What do you think that is? I have two guesses. All right. And they're very different from each other. Okay. So I need to ask one question. Please. Is it an animated show? It is not. Then I'm going to guess Hogan's Heroes. You have tied it up. Yes! Well done. <laughs> well done. What was the animated show? Um, Recess. Oh, geez. Yeah, no. No, I that's think definitely that, Hogan's Heroes. But I think the Recess song like sounds like that. Oh, it's like a little military marchy kind yeah. of thing. Nope, that is the uh, the comedy about uh, people in a POW camp in World War II Germany. Hilarious! Oh, can't be can't be funnier <laughs> than that. All right, we tied it up. Hooray! Well played. All right, before we uh, wrap up the podcast, tell people where you host during the week. Tuesdays at Fitzgerald's in Ballard. Wednesdays, the Bluegrass in Georgetown. And my new night. Yeah. Thursdays at Pono Ranch in Ballard. That's right. I haven't uh, mentioned it on the podcast. I know. Yet. Now now it's mentioned. Now it's a real thing. Uh, I am Mondays at the Skylark Cafe in West Seattle. Tuesdays at the Crown Bar in Tacoma. Uh, Wednesdays, I am now at the Berliner in Renton. And Thursdays, I'm at the local 907, also in Renton. And we have a new place with a new host named Cat. That is at Bison Creek Pizza in Burien. That is on Tuesdays. So go check her out there. Uh, I guess they had a pretty good night the first night. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. And maybe eventually we'll get Cat uh, around to introduce herself on microphone at some point. Um you know I, I'm just going to meow at her, right? I hope so. <laughs> I, I, I wish for nothing more. Uh, all right. She Thank- actually yes. is a real cat. She is a real cat. <laughs> she is a real cat. She's right here next to us, curled up on the floor. She is also a narc. Uh, <laughs> cat narc. All right. Uh, we're going to go write the script for cat narc and, uh, <laughs> and do that. So thanks a lot for listening and downloading, and we will uh, talk to you all next week. Bye. Thank you.